Hey y'all, what's up? It's Nicole. And I'm Devon. And we are the hosts of the Relationally Awkward Podcast. It's an interesting one. But before we get into it, Devon, how is your week going? Like, how's everything Interesting. Um, It's been an interesting week so far, um, being that it's only Tuesday. Um, But, you know, we had talked earlier about, you know, the different transitions and changes that are happening in our lives and everything like that. So it's, it's... it's interesting um, to see how things are beginning to like shift and change and even how you are shifting and changing in the midst of all that change. So it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I can't really say much now, but, you know, I, I definitely think that, you know, maybe this next episode or even next season, there'll be a lot more to, to talk about. But like, it's been an interesting week so far. How about you? It's definitely been interesting <laughs> to say the least, but it's definitely, you know, been a great one. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been interesting. Um, so I'm excited about what's coming up next. Um, I'm just excited about everything that's happening. So yeah, of course I can't say certain things yet, but I'm definitely excited about what's to come for sure. So, you know, it's been an interesting like two weeks like we've seen so many different things in the media first things first coming to america 2 just came out if you have not seen it already go ahead and see it of course we've definitely seen some mixed reviews um devon did you get a chance to watch it yet i have not gotten a chance to see it yet (laughs) but and and you and you know how i feel about sequels and how i feel about like reboot because i don't think this is a technically a reboot i think it's just a sequel to the original one but even still like the sequels are typically never as good as the original but i do plan on at least trying to like watch it tonight in between like homework and other stuff that i have to do so we'll, we'll see mm-hmm. All right. yeah i've like i've seen some people say that they've never seen it before um i've seen some people have some great reviews about it I've seen some people, um, you know, just say that, you know, they weren't Mm -hmm. interested or it was just too different and different things like that. I personally love the movie. Now, when it first started, I would say within the first, like, 15 minutes at first, I was kind of like, I don't know about this. But uh, just watching the entire movie itself, I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's definitely more modern and comes from a different perspective. So um, if you haven't already, go ahead, check it out. If you want to watch it more than once, go ahead. I know for me, I definitely streamed it twice so far. um, Just to, you know, try and get different perspectives from the movie. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. But, um, yeah, it's you guys definitely got to check it out. One thing I will say um, is... Uh, before we talk about Megan and Harry is I can definitely see um, I can understand where Eddie Murphy was coming from with the movie um, but I noticed some different things as well when it comes to the family dynamic of even coming from a royal background and things of that nature like there's a lot that happens behind the scenes that we don't always get to see that we don't always get to hear about that we don't always realize all we see are these people in the limelight and in the media in their pictures and the gowns and um all the different festivals and events that happen but we don't really get to see what happens behind the scenes 
Um, and so to see it from this perspective um, concerning Come to America, I know they even have a show called uh, Bridgerton, I believe yeah. is how you pronounce it, on Netflix and things of that nature that kind of comes from a different perspective as well concerning the royal family. So it was really cool to see it um, from Eddie Murphy and Come to America's perspective. Um, so I, I thought say, that was yeah, pretty the, cool. The, the, you know, again, the reviews were very polarizing. Um, a lot of people, it was really no in between. They people either liked it or didn't like it. But like, we were talking about like Bridgerton. I know that that's like one show that's gotten like rave reviews. So I'm definitely planning on watching both Coming to America and Bridgerton. Um, because I mean, I, I mean, again, Coming to America one was very good. So I would assume Coming to America would not, you know, you know, would be just as good, you know. So we'll see. All right, y'all. So for those of you that got a chance to watch the interview uh, between Oprah and Meghan and Harry, um, or for those of you that just heard about it in general, there has been such a conversation going on. Well, multiple conversations going on um, from the media, from those who watched it, uh, from the royal family. it's, It's just been a lot, especially, you know, within the last week. And... One thing we saw was the queen um, make a statement, right? Uh, right before the interview was shown on own network. And, um, you know, she made some statements just regarding, um, you know, her, her thoughts and basically just speaking up on behalf of the royal family, right? And then we have the interview um, that was aired uh, between again Oprah, Megan, and Harry, and there were a lot of shocking things that were shared. A lot of shocking things from um, the big reveal, of course, of the baby girl that's coming. Um, conversations regarding race within the royal family. Um, you know, consideration um, and thoughts of suicide concerning Megan. Just a bunch of different things that we saw and were discussed. Um, Devon, what were some of your uh, takeaways? So, I mean, it was interesting, you know, when you watch the video and when you watch the sort of like social commentary videos that people have made from the interview. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many different things that sort of like popped out from the interview. I mean, like for one, when they were saying how Megan really didn't have like sort of a knowledge base of like what she was getting herself into you know she you know didn't google harry she hadn't really googled anything about the royal family or anything like that um but i think there's there's somewhat of a a, like an understanding around that just because of the fact that i think that sometimes when we just regular people if that's even the correct way to say that but <laughs> those of us who are not royal I'll put it that way um, you know when we get into marriages sometimes you know we don't really know the other person's family you know we, we may, may have met them and met in certain people but like we don't know like sometimes like what their sort of customs are what their certain beliefs are and all that other stuff we don't know that so sometimes we sort of get into the these relationships and we get married to this other person with not without really knowing what their family dynamic is like so i think it's understandable that she really didn't like google him or have like an understanding of that it's it's like how she said in the interview 
you know, whatever he wanted to disclose to her, he would have disclosed that when they connected with each other and they really got to know each other. So, I mean, that was like one thing of like <laughs> a million things that had popped out for me. What about you? I think every aspect of the interview was shocking to me. Now, of course, you know, again, we see different things happen in movies or the way that royal families are portrayed, but we never really see it too much from the perspective of when an outsider comes into the family. Now, of course, we've seen, um, you know, the tragedy and things that happened with uh, Princess Diana, um, even when she was alive, and you could tell that she was kind of experiencing things silently, but mm -hmm. wouldn't re really speak out about it. And so it, it really makes since this time around when we hear um, things from themselves, especially from the son of Princess Diana and the different things that he went through and experienced with his family, and then having to tell um, his wife conversations he had with relatives and people from the firm, as they call it, um, concerning, you know, again, colorism, you know, of his son and whatnot, like, it's it's a lot it is a lot like um it, it's a lot like of course we've seen like for example um cinderella now not the original disney version but the version mm -hmm. that featured brandy and i love the fact that they even um included um an asian uh prince um as well um but the fact that even though his parents were both you know mixed as well um i'm sorry his parents um were um an interracial couple as well that brought a different dynamic to it but you still see what he went through concerning his royal family as well um and bringing someone from the outside in and so again just living in present day and viewing things from present day um to see one that racism was even taking place colorism was even taking place on the inside like that yeah. is ridiculous like it's ridiculous um and also just the fact that um harry felt like he was trapped mm -hmm. before megan even came along and even um within their um relationship in their marriage she basically helped give him the freedom um and to see the perspective that he didn't have to deal with it anymore like there was another option there was another option and he didn't have to stay in that place forever um and again they even mentioned that you know they just wanted to spend some time um not necessarily just in america but they named other locations as well but that was still a problem for the firm and so to be completely cut off to the point where their son before he was even born was told that he would not have security like that's ridiculous but the fact that he was well they were able to get protection for their family get offered housing for their family um from you know a person of color you know and for uh oprah to even reach out to them to uh give them the platform to speak their truth i think that's a beautiful thing because one it shows the aspect of community but it also shows the aspect of even mm -hmm. though they're independent on their own now they still have right. um support 
regardless of what's in the media, regardless of what's in the news, regardless of what's on social media, they still have support. So I thought yeah, that was and I, you know, just with him, you know, saying that he felt stuck and everything like that. And I, I understand that, you know, um, maybe not from his perspective, just because of the fact, again, I'm not royal. Um, but you can only sort of, you, you can have empathy and you can kind of sort of like put yourself in his shoes and like sort of try to figure out how it would be in that position. I mean, because you have to understand like he's a prince, you know, there's certain responsibilities, um, there's a certain weight that comes with being in that position, you know, even though it was something that he didn't necessarily ask for. It was something that was sort of put upon him just because he was born into the family, you know, but at the end of the day, I mean, you can only imagine, you know, what he had to do, you know, the things that he couldn't do, the things that he, you know, had to do and, and everything like that. So it's like, I mean, I can imagine it, um, but thankfully, um, you know, as you were talking about them being cut off from, you know, the royal family and everything like that, thankfully, you know, they were able to sort of like live off and have like a new start from the money that his mother had saved for him. You know, I was, you know, I definitely saw that in the interview. That was one takeaway that I got from that. Um, but the other takeaway for me was, you know, especially because on this, this podcast, we, we talk about mental health, uh, you know, quite a bit, um, probably more so last season than this season, but still we, we talk about mental health a lot. And just to hear that her mental, Megan's mental, mental health was at risk and that she had suicidal thoughts because of everything that was going on. And then the fact that she was denied health um, or, or denied help, excuse me, um, for, you know, a lot of the, the mental, you know, problems that she was going through. It, it, it's, I don't know, it's just, it's disheartening, you know, because especially somebody in that situation, um, that's a lot of mental stress. That is a lot of, um, pressure that is put on one person and that can have a um, very bad effect on your mental health and so it's it's I'm just glad that they are you know uh, away from that situation and they are in a much better place um, now I mean certainly they're still going to have to deal with like the press and media and everything like that I think that's something that they're going to always have to sort of like deal with just because of, of the fact of who they are and people are always going to sort of try to you know, push themselves into their own personal business and everything like that. But uh, it, it does seem like from the interview, she is in a much better place mentally than she was when she was a part of the royal family and dealing with everything that she was dealing with then. Gotcha. Whew, that is... That's a lot, man. And, and talking about her mental health and talking about, you know, sort of the things that they have to deal with as far as like facing media um, attention and all that there was an incident that happened on the Pierce Morgan show where Pierce Morgan who was the host of the show actually got up and left from his own show um, due to some negativity that he had spoke on behalf of Meghan Markle. Now they had a prior relationship with each other um, apparently, Pierce Morgan actually helped to sort of bring her and Harry together. Um, and then after that relationship had formed and, you know, grew, Pierce Morgan sort of kind of was removed out of the picture or taken out of the picture. Um, and I don't know if there was any negativity from that, but there was some negativity or some remarks that was made 
um, from him in regards to Meghan Markle um, in, in a recent interview or in a recent show that he had, it actually shows him getting up from his chair and leaving the show. So Nicole, what is your response to that? How do you feel about that? Well, I'm glad you left the show. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, <laughs> but I, anytime something like this happens, um, even though I know this is, you know, concerning a sensitive topic such as a royal family, but anytime something like this happens, it just reminds me that people feel the need to operate in a place of white supremacy, but also show it and just be themselves. Um, especially publicly or through the media. I'm actually glad he said and did what he did because now he's out of that suit. Like, now he's out of that role. Um, and who's to say, you know, he won't go on and do something else. But um, his overall comments, I'm just like... it. This kind of stuff doesn't shock me anymore. Mm-hmm. It does not shock me anymore. Um... Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I really don't have too much to say about it because I'm like, it's really not shocking. The, the at one this thing point. that I will say about him is, is that he he's had a, like a history of like saying some like pretty controversial things about like different people. So Pierce Morgan actually had a quite oh. quite a controversial um, history with saying some pretty like off the wall or like off the cuff remarks to like different people. Like I know he has had some. Uh, issues uh, with a girl group called Little Mix and then he recently um, in Variety online if you read a British actress named Jamila Jamil um, who is a mental health advocate wrote on her Twitter about her own uh, experience of verbal abuse by Morgan um, stating I almost killed myself a year ago because Pierce Morgan campaigned um, of lies and hatred against me last February I'm glad I'm still alive today for many reasons um so he he's had some some he's a pretty controversial person just himself and like some of the things that he says some of his own views um so for him to say this about megan it doesn't surprise me because that that seems to be like his his thing you know is is to be very controversial and everything like that so it, it it's that doesn't justify what he says and it doesn't make it you know any less wrong but at the end of the day it's like that seems to be sort of like his shtick is to be very controversial with what he says to like different about different actresses different groups different people in in general um but like you said before i'm just glad that he left because that sort of you know negativity um is not good at all Especially when you already have the media and the press, which is already probably saying, you know, different things about Meghan and Harry all together. So, you know, glad that he's gone. Exactly. Baby, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. (laughs) No, that's real. I I truly believe many of us are very excited and just happy to see him sit down. Like, if more people like him, or who have wrong intentions would sit down um, and go kick rocks or do whatever they do. Um, you know, things will yeah. be much better and a lot easier in certain spaces and places. So, oh, 
No, that's not the way. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and talk about our hard truths for today. Um, as you guys know, we do hard truths all the time, which are sometimes hard conversations, hard um, topics to talk about um, or even consider. But of course, that's what we're here for because this is what we do. <laughs> so, Devon, what is your hard truth for today? Settling. Um. <laughs> Come on now. I think, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the one thing I think that we do as people is, is like, especially, you know, those who deal heavily with like disappointments and um, those who have been like waiting a long time to see sort of like the, the fruits of, you know, what they're doing. Um, I think that a lot of times we end up settling because it's better than having to wait a little bit longer for the, what, what we actually desire, what we actually hope to see. I think it's better than dealing with the disappointment and dealing with the constant heartbreak of not seeing what, you know, we have been desiring to see, you know, what we've been trying to speak out and, and everything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking about it this way. You know, if you go to a restaurant and you ask for a well-done steak, a lot of times what we do is it's like the waiter will bring out a steak so it, it looks like what we've asked for but if you cut it open it's actually a rare steak so it's what you ask for it's just a little bit more mm. undercooked than what you asked for but what we do is we settle and we say okay i'll accept this just so that we can say look my vision came to, to pass. You know, what what I've been looking for has manifested. And the truth of the matter is, is that it has not manifested because that isn't what you asked for. It resembles what you asked for, but it's not exactly what you asked for. And But we settle just so we can say we finally got it, but you really don't have anything. It, it, it's for, for me, you know, I always say, you know, because sometimes people who you know, are in the world who don't settle and people who are like, no, I only want the best for my life or I only want what I ask for. You know, sometimes they can have a, a negative, you know, they can get a negative reputation from other people because they're looked at as, well, you know, you're, you're too difficult, you're too picky, you're too this, you're too that. And the truth of the matter is, is like all they want is what they ask for. That's it. You know, if I ask for a well done steak, I want a well done steak. You know, and so I think we have to, as a people, we have to stop settling for just oh anything, just so we can say we have something. And the truth of the matter is, you really don't have anything. You have a version of the actual thing that you've been desiring. I don't want a version of it. I don't want a rendition of it. I want the exact thing that I've been asking for. Um, and so my word to you all is, is to just stop settling. You know, stop just accepting anything. And that's not just, you know, with your own dreams. That is with, you know, a, a job, you know, and, you know, if you ask for a job with this amount of money with, you know, an office or, you know, these criteria, that's what you ask for. That's what you want. And you wait until you get that very thing. You know, that's also in relationships. You don't have to settle for just any old man or any old woman because, you know, you, you want to settle down and you really want somebody right now. No, I want this person who I imagine in my head, you know, for him or her to be. That's who I want. So that that's just my word for you all today. Just stop settling overall. Want better for your life. 
So, I do believe this is the second yeah. time that I felt attacked. Um, <clears throat> and I don't know how to feel about it. Like, at first I thought you were preaching. Because I'm like, if you don't keep on preaching right now. Um, it's not like an entire word. So, I don't know how to feel about this. But I definitely feel attacked. I, I, I really do. <laughs> like I don't want to go into my hard truth now. Like, so that was my hard truth. Uh, Nicole, what about you? What's yours? My hard truth is stop avoiding the truth. I think so many times, like we sometimes um, live in this false reality, and we don't always like for one our accountability if we have it. But also just those around us or different things we see to be considered um, the actual truth and what it is. Um, and when we're unwilling to embrace the truth, we're unwilling to accept the truth. And we're many times unwilling to hear and believe the truth. But facts are facts and the truth is the truth. And so I think we literally have to take the time to embrace that. And no, it's okay. We don't have to be right about everything. We don't have to live in this false reality but what we do need to do is take hold of the truth and accept it and embrace it whether it's hard to digest or not um you know i think especially now during this time uh, especially during the pandemic um we've been in such a time where you know it's been hard for a lot of people but at the same time um you know i know especially like we've um come up with different um creative ways to um, stay in contact with people and to uh, basically not sit around and be bored right <laughs> but keep ourselves entertained and connected um, but even within that I feel like many times we try to escape the truth of what's happening right now within this past year and we really haven't been able to do that especially when things have been happening back to back um, that's not even including what's been happening in our own personal households and in our own personal lives and so um, yeah I feel like at some point or another we have to embrace the truth and we have to believe it um, and know that it's not going to be that way forever uh, whether good or bad but the truth is the truth and facts are facts so while we're talking about stop avoiding the truth, some of us need to stop avoiding the truth about our purpose. Um, I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, some of us feel that we don't have a purpose and that we're just here on earth just cause, but truth of the matter is, is that we all have a purpose. We just have to figure out what that purpose is and how do we connect with that purpose. And so we're gonna shift gears and we're gonna go right into our purpose uh, segment where we just talk to you a little bit about purpose what purpose is how can you find out what your purpose is um so today i'm going to be talking to you about just live life um i think that a lot of times when you know we're, we're trying to find our purpose you know we become so focused on that one goal that one thing of what is my purpose how do I find my purpose? How do I connect with it? How do I operate in my purpose? And, you know, we, we become so obsessed with it that we forget about just life in general in itself. And I think for us, it's about just really just living life. You know, um, I think that your purpose will sometimes it, it has a habit of finding you out as you are living life. 
And so sometimes you need to take your focus off of that because you don't want that. The one thing that you don't want to do is become so obsessed with finding out your purpose that, you know, you forget to just live life. You know, you forget about those moments in between. Um, so if I could really just instill in you or give you anything um, for this episode's purpose segment is to just live life you know enjoy every day that you get up every day that you wake up and you're able to put your feet onto the ground or you know whatever the case you know if you have breath in your body when you get up in the morning enjoy that entire day enjoy the highs enjoy the lows enjoy the positive the negatives enjoy all of it um and eventually what will end up happening is, is as you are living your life day by day and in t- intentionally, you have to live life intentionally. It can't be just something that you just do by happenstance. It has to be something that you do intentionally. But as you are doing that, purpose will sneak up on you and find you. And lo and behold, you know, it, it, it's like a, a magical moment where it's like you realize like, oh, okay, this is why I was put on this earth. You know, sometimes it can be in again it can be in something that was positive and sometimes how it happens sometimes with 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 most people is that it can happen in you know a, a negative situation you know a situation that happened by surprise that you weren't expecting but it was it's something in that situation that sort of like clicked that made you sort of like open up your eyes and realize like oh okay there's something about this situation and you realize, okay, there's purpose. You know, that that's what my purpose is. My purpose may be in helping other people. My purpose may be in doing this, that, or the other, but you have to live life in order for that to happen. So if I can give you anything, get out, live life, and live it to the, the, the fullest and live it with intent. So Nicole, what is your, what will you be talking about as far as purpose? All right, y'all. So my purpose statement today um, that I want to talk about is run the race that is yours. So many times, especially in this day and age, one thing that I've definitely seen um, is we really don't like to stay in our lane. Now, of course, it's important to be aware of certain things that are going on in the world. It's important to, you know, have accountability. It's important to check on your people and all those different things. Um, But I think it's so many times we get into this place of comparison. We get into this place of um, just our focus being completely off. Um, and we're worried about all these other things or focused on all these other things or we gossip about all these different things instead of really staying in our lane and doing what we're supposed to do. You know, it's it's so easy um, to look at all these other things that are happening, to look at um, all these other people and what's going on in their life and in their world um, and just completely miss out on what we're supposed to do or delay um, and again just be completely off focus and I think it's very important that of course we mind the business that is ours right (laughs) but also that we are very intentional on holding ourselves accountable just as we try and hold someone else accountable concerning what's going on in their life or what they're what they've done um, or are doing um and continue to stay motivated in that as well i think a lot of times when we get off focus it's also a loss of motivation to do exactly what we're supposed to do and so the number one thing that i would definitely encourage us to do is again 
to run the race that is ours and stay in our own lane. It's really simple. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in for season two, episode number four of Relationally Awkward. If you're not already, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Relationally Awkward. And you can also check out our website, www.relationallyawkward.com. There you can keep up with everything that we are doing individually, as well as just concerning our podcast and much more. Um, thank you guys again, and we will talk to you soon. Peace out. Yeah, yeah. Bye, 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 b